Thanks for listening to the Real Sports Talk podcast with Alan Dre. Be sure to catch us weekly on the Anchor app, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Let's get it. Man, we are back. The Real Sports Talk with Alan Dre. We back, baby. We got a lot to get into today, man. We're going to get a quick little recap of the Water Fury fight in which I was right. And then, of course, we'll get into a little top 10 NFL mock draft, dog. Yeah, then we're going to discuss free agency. We're going to discuss, you know, some of the top names, where they might be going, where they possibly be going, you know, how that will impact, especially the draft. So, hope you guys are ready. Let's get it. All right, y'all, we are here. Real Sports Talk. Alan Dre, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Dre, what's up, baby? Man, everything's good, man. We about to talk about this draft, you know. 40 before, times. Uh, well, but before we get into that, just a real quick recap of that Water Fury. You mean that ass beating? Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see Fury winning by knockout, even though I thought it was a possibility. I definitely thought if there was a knockout, it would be from Deontay Wilder. Uh, Fury, I can't even say he surprised me because I knew he had that in him. I just didn't see Deontay getting beat up like that by Tyson Fury. You know, because he, he got that. You know, he had that Black Panther get up on man. You know, he had that. You know, extra forty pounds he never wore before. He, I don't he wanna, had his legs. I don't, lost legs. I don't want to hear that, and I'm not. I'm not accepting that as a as an excuse. I just think the better man won that night. Do you, I do have a question, though. You think that shot Fury hit him in the third round was an illegal shot or not? It probably was, but you can also make the same case that in the first fight that Deontay threw an illegal shot to Fury. So, at this point, they're a wash. I'm pretty sure that's going to be another excuse he uses to talk about mm-hmm. making the third fight. Here's a question. Do you think you... I know Deontay wants the third fight. Do you think Fury wants a third fight? Because he feels like he won the first one, and he obviously won the second one. Do you think he wants a third one? Or you think he's looking at bigger fists, mainly another guy in Britain that everybody's talking about as the number one heavyweight in the world? Tyson Fury, not Anthony Joshua. He ain't the best heavyweight in the world. I was about to bring. But, I was gonna say another name that you know been flirting around, wanting to fight Dylan Wild. White. Yeah, do you think he goes after Dylan White next? I think I would like to see Tyson Fury fight Dylan White, and I'd like to see Anthony Joshua fight Deontay Wilder. But I think if Wilder. Uh, puts in that rematch clause. I think we'll see. But also, Fury also have to accept it. Like it's right? not just one of them. Both have, both parties have to accept it. I don't. I don't think Fury is gonna 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 let Deontay call him out for for a rematch and then just not take it. I don't think it's gonna be this year though. Because everybody, I keep hearing rumors of like, oh, maybe they'll run it back. I don't think. I think Fury's like, look, I've done it. If I do it again, it'll be probably some. It probably be next year or probably the later half of this year. I think. Fury wants, you know, keep keep a little distance between these two fights. And plus, if I'm Wilder, if, do you want to push for a media rematch? Do you not want to go back in the gym and re, you know, and scrap, you know, and do redo everything? If I'm if I'm Wilder, honestly, and, and I mean, I really mean that. If I'm an honest Deontay Wilder, I'm not getting right back in the ring with a Tyson Fury. You do not get knocked out by somebody, and he didn't get knocked out in terms of he was down on his back or on his face and referee had to, you know, call it and stop it. His corner doing the towel, you know what I'm saying, trying to save him. But that's a TKO. If somebody beats me like that, 
and I didn't have my legs, and I got hit with a shot that I didn't see coming. And I didn't think this dude could fight. I thought he was going, you know, stay on the outside and box. I'm not getting right back in the ring with somebody like that who beat me up like that. Pride is going to take over. I think Deontay definitely, of course, he wants it. But I would do it. I would, I would take a couple fights. I would even try to fight Dillian White, maybe even AJ, before I went back in the ring with Fury. Because them two, I think they felt like they were the two best in the world. And after they fought each other, then they'd go after AJ. But who knows, man? I just don't know if Fury is going to take the third fight, kind of like how you said. All right, man. NFL mock draft, man. The draft. Oh, man. This is is an exciting time, Um, especially because of the names that we got, man, coming out this year. Uh, college College football, sorry. It's very interesting this year. Um, Why Bama, is it though? Because Why is it though? Well, this is this is why. This is why. Because LSU came out of nowhere. Shout out to Baton Rouge, by the way. Sort of. Um, because no, no Bama, no Georgia. You know, Georgia was kind of in the mix, but Bama kind of got put out of it. And you thought maybe Georgia would make up for it, but they didn't. We got Oklahoma in there. Ohio State was in it this year. Clemson again, but. LSU out of nowhere, big story from, you know what I'm saying, Burrow uh, from Ohio State, you know, couldn't beat out some names. JT Barrett couldn't beat out Cardell Jones, goes yeah. to LSU. Dang, really? If you really said that, like, before we, we go talk about Bur- Burrow, because he's obviously, everybody's mocking up what? Just think about his story. Like, he could, think of all the guys he couldn't. Cardell Jones, who's, you know, the darling of the XFL right now. <laughs> you got, you know... <laughs> Your boy Dwayne Haskins in Washington, who who couldn't even who couldn't start for most of the year. Now he's you know he's okay. He couldn't beat out. Well, Fields came in the gear like Fields came in afterwards. Yeah. Like that's a lot of quarter. He couldn't even beat out the guy uh, Tate, who who became becoming a wide receiver in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Like he couldn't be none of those guys out. Then he transfers. He had a bunch of different options on the table. He was like, I'm going to LSU. You know, receiver heaven or you know. Receiver having enough to play with good quarterbacks. Well, honestly, the whole team was set. They had a they had a decent defense. Offensive line was fine. They had receivers. They got running. I mean, everything was was there. All they needed was a quarterback to run the system for them. They also Not needed, like they needed a a the best quarterback in the nation to win it. They just needed somebody to come in there and run that team. Burrow actually surprised people this year. He surprised me this year. I think, the, but it also helps and. We're going to see how good this guy is, but... They yeah, did, that's that, true. That offensive coordinator that they got, that's not an offensive coordinator for the for the Carolina Panthers, who came from... What was he, the, like a, a Saints assistant? Mm-hmm. He was just on the Saints assistant staff. Went down to New Orleans, went down, you know, drove up the... You know, took Airline Highway, drove up, you know, went to Baton Rouge. And, you know, just basically was like, yo, we're going to run the Saints offense. And he basically destroyed. Like, you, you don't know, like... I don't think people understand just how good the LSU team was this year. They won every major award. They won the Heisman. They got the best. They had the uh, best. Justin Fit. Uh, Justin Jefferson won the best receiver. They won the best DB. Like every major award you can win, they had last year. Coach of the year, assist of the year. Like that was a dream scenario for that team. Yeah, I mean, and then what a year for Burrow. I mean, the numbers he put up this year. Best quarterback season of all time. Yeah, ridiculous season. Broke every record. Let me let me let me ask you a question though. To a Valoa, if he didn't get hurt, what you think? Burrow still goes one. I just think Burrow. I don't think I think as good as Tua played beforehand. I do think he started regressing a little bit. 
Especially after, you know, even came back last year, he started to regress a little bit. And people were talking about maybe Tua's not as hype as he was. Especially after that that uh Georgia game. And it just took it just took it needed one quarterback. Like it was a, he left the door open enough where somebody could just sneak in and took it. Take that number one quarterback off the board from him. And Burrow just haven't had an amazing season. Not even not even so much about being a number one pick though, but just that game itself on that night, man, Bama versus LSU. If two was 100%, still think LSU take it. You still think LSU has this season that they had this year. You think Bama's not in the college playoff. You still think the season plays out the way it played out if two was 100%? Maybe. I just think LSU was that. I just think that was a special year. Even Remember, Tua did play that game, even though he came back hurt. Yeah. Tua did still play that game. I just think this was LSU's year. Everything was written on the you they had that special season and they just and they rode into the wheels fall off, fell off and then trans you know and to Burrow being the obvious number one pick and for his home state team at that like he's going back to his home state even though it's not his hometown team like he's going back to his home state like it couldn't be any more picture perfect for that guy right if you wrote it he could go back to Ohio he was the son of Ohio he went to the big school in Ohio. He couldn't win the job there. He got shunned. He had to go to the South. Now he's coming back, you know, the prodigal son. I definitely I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, Burrow is, is definitely probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. Um, let me ask you this. Washington Redskins got the number two pick this year. We think they're going to do it's obvious. I think one and two are obvious. I think once you get to three, it's different. Mm-hmm. Chase Young's the number two pick. He's he's the best player in this draft. Mm-hmm. You talk to everybody, he's the be- one of the best defensive end prospects to come out True. in a long time. True. If if Burrow wasn't like if Burrow wasn't if Cincinnati didn't need a quarterback, obviously he would have went number one. Like, Chase <laughs> For sure. One. If the Bengals were if Burrow wasn't from Ohio State, you know, from Ohio and all that, Chase Young would be the number one pick. Like Chase Young is that good. I don't. Think Ron Rivera, who's they, who's the coach for for the Redskins. He likes defense. He wants to set the tone there, so he's going to set the tone there. They already got a bunch of really good defensive players there, so he's go. He want to add that final piece. They got um that defensive tackle from Alabama that's been there for a couple years. They got another defensive man from Alabama. They got Ryan Kerrigan. Like he's want to add his own little piece there, and I think he thinks that if he gets Chase Young there. And he develops Dwayne Haskins. They, they can make a run this year. Or they can start, you know, trend towards the right direction. Well, another great defense alignment from The Ohio State University. Give me it just 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 in order from kind of what you saw them do in college, what we've already seen the Bolster brothers do in the league, and what you kind of expect Chase Young to do. Rank them three. The two Bosas, Nick and Joey. And then Chase Young. Young, Joey, Nick. Even though Nick had a great year, first, Chase Young is probably more athletic than both of them. We haven't seen this at the time we're recording. Wait, wait, wait. Chase three or Chase one? No, Chase one. one. Chase one. Then goes and... You got Joey over Nick? Yeah. Really? Yes. I'm going to explain why. We haven't... At the time we're recording, we haven't seen Joey run his... We haven't seen him run run his 40. Chase. Chase hasn't Uh run his 40 yet. He's not going to run until... I don't think he is going to run it, but he's not going to perform... At the combine this weekend, we're not going to see him basically do anything. But he's explosive. He's athletic. He's long. He's lengthy. Like he's he's the ideal. Like when you want to design a defensive end slash outside linebacker, he's ideal for that. The reason why I go Joey over Nick, 
First of all, he's older, and I think you can kind of see the similarities, but I do think Nick is a little bit more. I kind of think Joey's a little bit more versatile. I think you can play him a little bit more inside. He, he can play a little inside. I'm not saying you will put him inside. Like, I right. want to put him in a 3-4. In, in a I want to put him at as a DN in a 3-4, but, like, I can see him moving around, especially on the 4-3 line. Mm-hmm. I think I think Nick is a strictly outside 4-3 linebacker. I don't really see him with his hand off. Like, I can't see him playing off the, you know. Defensive aim. Yeah, defense. I don't see him playing outside linebacker with his hand off, you know, with his hands off the ground mm-hmm. and still stuff like that or see him in coverage. Number three, we got the Lions. So, we got pretty much Burrow going one. Chase Young, two to the Redskins. The Lions is three, dog. This is this is to me where the draft start. I think like I think seriously because do, do the Lions let these teams trade up to take their spot? Do the Lions go after a, a defensive back? Even though I like you know I love Akuda from Ohio State. Do they take a defensive back who they don't like? That's not a franchise changer. That's not something that's going to immediately make them better than what they were last year. What do the Lions need to do at three? I think they have one of – they have three options. They can draft them. I think their offensive line can still need some work. Mm-hmm. So, they can go O-lineman. They can potentially go Wills from out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. They can go – you know, they might go on to go interior defensive lineman. You know, Brown from Auburn. Yeah. You, The guys who – they might want to go – you know, maybe they go receiver. Maybe they're like, hey, we can add a receiver. I do think they – I think them are the – I believe the Lions in the next pick, the Giants, there's a the possibility they trade this pick. Because I think – some team is going to be enamored enough with a quarterback to move up. Because I think somebody wants to jump in front of the line. I think people are thinking Detroit's the Dolphins are going to draft a quarterback. I think that's pretty much a given if it's Tua or if it's Justin Love. Like, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I think somebody wants to leapfrog them. The question is, what team below the Dolphins wants a quarterback good enough to, to move up? And the team that I actually picked to move up, I uh-huh. think – the Chargers are going to be the team to move up, and I think they move up the draft just to draft uh, Love from Utah Jordan State. Love. Jordan Love from Utah State. Okay. So you you think they would take Love over Justin Herbert? Yes. Okay. Because I think they look at his potential, and I think they're like, let's draft the guy with the higher upside. I like, I personally like Herbert better. I think Herbert has he has a strong arm. He is underrated with his athleticism. He can he he manipulates the pocket really really well for a guy his age. Uh-huh. I do think his full step his full work can. He can improve his, with his footwork and his decision-making skills. But I think people are so in love and amber with uh with Jordan Love. I think they can look at him like, yo, maybe we got another Mahomes or another Kaepernick. And I think Chargers are the team. And I do think if somebody does move up, they're going after him. I don't think nobody's moving up for Tua. I think the one team that's, that wants Tua. What about Tua, the Dolphins? I think the Dolphins want Tua, but I don't think they'll move up for Tua. Because I think people could be like, people are so scared of his injury history. They, it's got to be the right situation. But I, I also don't think that they would have to move up. If the, if the Dolphins are at five, I got Burrow one. I got Young two. Who knows what the Lions are going to do. But I definitely think the Giants, if I'm the Giants, if I, if I am the New York football Giants, and I got Saquon Barkley, I got Sterling Shepard, I got Evan Ingram, I got Danny Dimes is what they're calling him. <laughs> uh, I like Danny Dimes. He's okay on Madden. If I'm the Giants, you know where I'm going? You going receiver? I'm going Jerry Judy if I'm the Giants. I don't. If I if the if we just go mock the two teams that's standing in the pack, if we just go mock them standing in the pack, I think the Lions are going to grab Fakuda. I do think they want another receiver, another they want to improve their defense and get another outside quarter to team up with Darius Slay. I think that makes sense. Now if I'm the Lions, I, if I'm the I mean if I'm the Giants. 
I guess I go O line. I guess I go improve that offensive line. Yes, those receivers are really, really good, but I don't see. But this receiver class is so deep, and with the Giants picking pretty hot, heavy up in the second round, they can probably jump back into the first and get somebody. Maybe they jump back into the first, go get you a, a Justin Jefferson if he falls. Maybe get you a a, a Higgins from uh Alabama. From uh, Clemson, a T. Higgins that falls down. Like there's some receivers that are going to fall down. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as obviously they're not C.D. Lamb. They're not Rugs. They're not. They're not Jerry Judy. But I think you can get you a receiver, a, a slight downgrade lower in that draft, and you don't have to spend draft capital. But I might be wrong. The Giants did last year draft a defensive tackle in the first round, even though you can get a nose guard <laughs> for like in the sixth round that can do the same thing, but. And, and I mean, like if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at Jerry Judy, I'm 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 just leaning more toward the Giants and the Panthers. Like you wouldn't know what I actually think is gonna happen with the receivers. I think it's gonna kinda happen what happened that year with with Odell and Mike and Mike Evans, mm-hmm. where the receiver like that receiver pack was so good, but it started to slide. Cause I think a lot of teams are gonna be like, let's get the the key position. I think there's the positions that are like really like, the receivers' class is so deep, I think they slide a bit, and then teams get anxious, like, yo, we might move up a pick or two to get a receiver. I I think a lot of the teams who moving up are either going to move up for quarterback or they moving up for O-linemen. Because I think the defensive line class is not that good this year. You got, obviously, you got Chase Young, but the gap between Chase Young and the second-best defensive end is yeah. such a big gap. I don't think Ridiculous. I don't think teams are going to be moving up for one of them. I think the free agency defensive class, defensive class is pretty decent as well. Okay, okay, so looking at... Looking at the Chargers at, at, at six, do you think they go offensive line and try to maybe entice Brady but to they get there? Saw, they would have already got him. Like, that's the weird thing about this draft, especially for for certain teams in here, like the Chargers specifically. That's why I marked the Chargers because they can either, like, if they don't, I think if they strike out on Tom Brady, I can definitely see them dra- moving up, trying to draft the quarterback. Like, if Brady says, I'm good, I want to go to New England, or or I'm good, I want to go to this city, yeah. like, I can definitely see them Going out their quarterback for sure. Uh, I think if if if, if they, they get Brady, I see them trading that pick. Like if they get Brady, I can see them trading that pick. If the if they get Brady, I see them going offensive line or trading that pick for sure. Yeah, uh, because I think if, if if well, I guess we'll we'll get into the Brady thing. But if they if they go offensive line, I think that kind of entices Brady a little bit more. Uh, but if Brady already goes there, I think like you said, if they don't go line, I think they trade that pick. Cardinals, Jaguars, Browns, Jets. Actually, dude, I have another one. I think the Jaguars are another team to mind because here's where I think. I think in that area from 9 all the way, because we got it on our board, 9 to 15. I think a lot of those receivers go come up, maybe come off the board. And I think a team go trade up for the Jaguars to get a receiver. I have on oh, mine. I actually got the the Eagles trading up to that pick to go draft. Uh, for Ruggs. 9? Yeah, to 9 to go get rugs. I think they're going to either go get I think somebody's moving up to the Jaguars pick. Because the Jaguars, they still got another first. And I think they can still revamp that team with more picks. I think they, they're trying to kind of maybe feel like they're on a rebuild. I think somebody's going to try to move up. Maybe to go draft the Herbert if Herbert slips a little bit. Or maybe to draft one of those receivers that they feel like the receiver's going off the board a little too fast for comfort. I just, I don't see the Jaguars. Like, all these teams that are, like, right in, in there, the, the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Browns, Jackson, I, I don't see those teams just being like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, they need to do something to bring the spunk back into those teams. Not saying the Jags have ever been a, a, a fantastic football team anyway, but the Cardinals, the Jaguars, the Jets, like, 
the Jets, you know, they got Darnold. I mean, they got Le'Veon, but you need something else. The Browns, I don't know. But the Browns is a whole different conversation for a whole other day. Yeah. The 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 Jaguars, like th- them teams, they need to do something to bring, I mean, even just to go eight and eight. Like they need to do something. They can't just go like, okay, yeah, we'll 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 trade these picks and we'll go down and just take two or three picks later on in the draft. They need something because the big names are what they're going to need to fill seats to even give anybody like a a, a, a realistic thought to think that we're even going to be good this year. But if you look at the draft, like outside of receiver, even if you like the like you might get off the line, but do the jack like do the Jaguars need a better off? Do they Jaguars think about dropping off the line? I don't necessarily think they need one. Like the car, the Cardinals definitely need a like the Cardinals need a lot. They need to improve their defense, but they're so in the middle of the, with the eighth pick, they're kind of stuck at who who drafts ahead of them. Like I don't think like hopefully they somebody slips into them. I'm pretty sure they would love to get a they will they'll love if one of the O linemen slip to them. They will love if if a Cuda slips to them. Like they will love if something like that happens to oh, them. Yeah. The team I'm really interested in in this mock, and we got the top, we just got the top 15. I think after that, you can see a lot of trades and stuff. I'm really interested in what the Panthers are going to do because they have Cam Newton, and I know they're sitting there like, do we? The question is, do they take a chance on the quarterback? Because I think they can sit there and be like, because I think a quarterback will fall into their lap. I think uh, oh, yeah. a Herbert will fall into their lap. Maybe yeah. they fall, maybe they like Fromm. Maybe they like I Jay, think, Jacob I, Easton from uh, Washington State. Like, I think a quarterback's going to fall in their lap, and it just depends on. Do they take that? Do they take that chance? Because I think all three of them will be there. I think I think Jordan Love. I think Justin Herbert. And I, th- I think for, I think all three of them will, will, will be there around that six seven spot. I also think two of them might be there too, depending on what the because the weird thing about it is I can definitely see the Dolphins trading back up because they still have two first round picks. I can definitely see the Dolphins drafting an alignment or something like that, and then going back up to draft two if they like Tua. Because I don't see no team below, like, even if, like, the list. We can keep going now, showing down the list. What team outside of the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Panthers, maybe the Pats if they lose Tom Brady? Like, what team do you definitely will see jumping all the way back up to trade to try to get to it? Like, I don't really see it. I can definitely see the Dolphins being like, let's not draft Tua now. Let's get us an old lineman. Let's let let's let's see if Tua slide a little bit, and then we move up to drafting. Okay. Broncos situation. Who's your quarterback? They got Drew Locke. He played okay the second half of the last season. The Broncos have not had a quarterback in I don't know how long. Tom Brady. I, mean, I said Tom Brady. Peyton Manning played. And, and, and Peyton Manning was good for that year and a half or, or two years a day. He was good after that. He was done. The Broncos haven't been able to find a quarterback. You know that. I mean, yeah, that's because they got a guy. When you're a great quarterback, it's hard to look at another great – look at a young guy like, yeah, I see it. But, yeah. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at, at 14, what are they going to do with Jameis? Like we, we, that's that's a situation where you're like, huh? Maybe if one of those guys fall into and and fall down to 14, like a Jordan Love or Justin Herbert, who knows if they fall all the way down to 14, the Bucks could go a, a quarterback because the Bucks definitely have have weapons that people are interested. In. Like you know, Philip Rivers is thinking about going there. Uh, there's a lot of guys that wouldn't mind playing for Tampa Bay. You got Mike Evans and those dudes, man. Who wouldn't want to play for Tampa Bay? The coach, who knows what the coach is going to do with with, with 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 Jacoby. They're not set with Jacoby. The coach could take a quarterback. Oakland, I don't know what Gruden. Gruden is a wild card. Gruden and uh, uh, Mayock is where I call them. Yeah. They, we don't know what they're trying to build. They're trying to get character guys there, and I think they're moving to the right direction. But they also still have Derek Carr. What do they do? 
a lot of this depends on free agency. Like, obviously, yes. the free agency becomes before the draft, but a lot of this depends on free agency. And a lot of, we also don't sit in those rooms. We also don't know how do they view this year compared to this. Because let's say you like Herbert, like, you, like, hey, we like Herbert, we like love. But let's say, hypothetically, the team sitting in that room is like, what if we pick it in this same spot next year? Yeah. And Lawrence is on the board. Oh, man. Or Justin Fields. Like, mm-hmm. do we like those two guys potentially more than we like those? Like, we can go, like, let's say, hey, the coach signed Phillip Rivers. And now oh, they want to move. Oh, don't let's even. Say the coach, let's say the coach uh. do sign Phillip Rivers. And then they like, hey, we try to move Jacoby. Like, maybe you get Jacoby for a, a, third, a fourth. And then you like, hey, we keep Jacoby for a year. And then next year, we're picking in the same spot we were this year. And maybe we got a chance to go get us a Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Justin Fields falls on our lap. I really wish you wouldn't have said that that like this soon into this to this episode. <laughs> I, I I really just don't want to hear anything about Phillip Rivers coming here. I'm I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan. I like Phillip Rivers. I'm not ever gonna be a fan. <laughs> I, I don't like Phillip Rivers. Why don't you like I think Phillip Rivers? Phillip Rivers is just a more experienced version of Jameis Winston. Sure, he'll he'll throw 25 to 30 touchdowns in a season, but it's going to be the same amount of interceptions. I don't want that guy here in Indianapolis. I just don't, and I, I don't see Brady coming here either. I don't see Brady leaving New England and walking into the place that Peyton Manning built. I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. If if I'm if I'm the coach, I'm keeping all my options open for for sure for number one. If you're the coach, you're at 13. You got a great offensive line. Marlon Mack's a really good running back. Not great, but he's a really good running back. And he's cheap. For sure. I think me and you kind of had this talk remember, a couple weeks ago. We never talked about it on a podcast. But I think the coach need to go receiver. You don't. I think the coach need to go receiver. If they don't go receiver, then they need to go franchise quarterback. That's it. I don't think they need to go somebody who's on their way out, who not as good. They don't need that. They don't need that type of quarterback. That's why I disagree with you. I because I've been listening to a bunch of people, and I got a, and people swaying me back and forth. Do they what they need to draft? I do think they need to, and I do think they need to walk out of this draft knowing who their quarterback is for this year and for the future. Yeah. I don't know where they're gonna be picking it next year. I think even if you, I think. Whoever they bring in, if they keep Jacoby, if they bring in Phillips, I don't think they're going to be picking this high next year again. I think they're going to be lowering the draft. So your chances of getting that yeah, high-end guy absolutely. is slipping. Yeah. So I think if they're going to pick it so high, this high and they got a bunch of draft capital, I would hope they will end up with a guy. Maybe you go, maybe they get a Jake Fromm. Maybe they can get a Jake Fromm. Like, I'm Jake, not saying Jake Have I, you? Did, did you see how he went from yes. early in his college career to where we just saw him? He's pretty much the same guy. He's never gonna be. He's not. A, he's not. He's not. He's not hot. He's not cold. He's just right. He's warm. He's warm temperature. He's. He's. What's his name? In uh, he's Garoppolo. <laughs> he's Garoppolo. The, the coach need a Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. No, I'm not saying he's Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's Garoppolo. Like, I just think the coach need a guy. I think I would like to see the coach get a guy with some type of upside. Because at this point, we know what Jacoby is. Phil, even if they do get Phil, like I would love to see them get Philip and then draft a guy to develop behind him. Like get a uh, get a get a uh, Jake Fromm. Go get a Jacob Easton who who plays for East Washington. Get a guy like that. Have him sit there for a year. Just have him like you sit there and laugh at that. But learning from Philip Rivers ain't a bad thing. Like Philip Rivers been in playoff games. He he can te- he can teach you some stuff. Like look about think about what they did for 
what it did for what it did for Patrick Mahomes to sit behind a good quarterback for a year. Yeah. Think about what it did for Aaron Rodgers to sit behind a quarterback, like a good quarterback for a year. To sit down and like even if they don't necessarily teach you anything, to sit there and watch them prepare and watch them make reads and stuff from the sideline, like that'll help you out so much more. They just like we draft. Let's say we draft Justin Love, and then who we, he learned from Jacoby. Like, what can Jacoby teach him? Like, Jacoby can teach him a little bit, but Jacoby ain't really been deep enough. He ain't been deep in the playoffs. Okay, if you if you look at it from 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 that standpoint, yes. But why Philip Rivers? Because like, Tom Brady's not coming. No, no, no. And and I don't. I I didn't see Brady coming anyway. Like I'm. This is what I'm saying. And I'm pretty sure you can get it for one or two years. Because I think any other like I don't want, like as much as people want to say bring in like a. Like uh, Teddy Bridgewater or, or another guy who's around that similar age bracket. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to want a longer term deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're the coach, do you really want to commit that far? Do you really want to commit that far to him? Like, do you really want to commit four years to Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. at a $26, 27000000 million clip? Like, that's $26. Like, I, you can do that for Phillip Rivers. I'm pretty sure you can get him two years for about $27 million. That's a lot of money, but that's only two years. And if you draft a guy, then you because you can pretty much cut Phillip Rivers next year. If you feel like, hey, Phillip Rivers, you did your job. You got us. Maybe you get us a playoff. Maybe you get us seven and nine again next year. You That's, got a guy there. Like, I think the Colts need to walk out of this draft. We need to walk out this year. We want to talk about the Colts specifically. With a quarter, like, with a quarterback. Because I don't think they're going to be picking high enough next year unless they completely fall off the cliff. And and but but see, that's that's what I'm saying. With with everything that the Colts have and with the division that they play in. Tennessee's going to be the same unless they get Brady. The Texans are the same every year. The, the Texans, they don't get better. It's just the same team. I like the Texans. Who doesn't like them? Like, yeah, they're fun to watch. But they got these two top ten that they position players like that are just unbelievable. But they are who they are. I don't see them getting better. J.J. Watt is just, he's hurt every year. They are who they are. And then we're not worried about the Jaguars. That division, you can win that division now. Why not try to win this division now and get in the playoffs and at least be relevant again? Why do we want to settle for six and ten and seven and nine with a Phillip Rivers? I don't want to I don't think I think Phillip Rivers is good enough to he's good. Like, as bad as he was last year, a lot of that he was last year. We can talk. His office line was banged up. That defense was kind of banged up. Because think about it. Uh Derwin James missed most of the season. He didn't come back to what mm-hmm. week 10. Mm-hmm. Mike uh Mike Williams was kind of banged up, so he didn't really play the way he was supposed to play. You running back to a replacement position, but he didn't have Melly Gordon in the backfield. They offensive line, they lost their left tackle. Ron Russell Otsunga, he was out for the year, or he was out for the majority of the season. They moving in and out of moving in and out of guys out of that lineup. So I would like to see him with a consistent offense offensive line. He played on the Frank right before, so he knows the system a bit. Right. They got some good the coach got some good young weapons. They got some they got a decent enough defense. He comes here, and if you draft a guy, like my whole thing is. I just hope the coach draft the guy. Like I want the coach to just draft the guy. So you, so you would have faith, you would have trust, you have confidence in Philip Rivers being the next Alex Smith to Pat Mahomes, the next Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because he's. And the other thing is, he's been in that spot because people forget he was in that spot with with breezing him. So mm-hmm. he knows what that's like. Right. He knows what it's like to be the guy, the brick to see what it's like to be the bridge guy, and maybe that would. Ella, you know, maybe that'll motivate him to push him over the top to get the coach somewhere. But this is this is what I'm saying. I know I know it sounds like Alex Smith. Oh man, Alex Smith was not. Alex Smith won games. Like he he didn't. We wasn't no Super Bowl winning quarterback. 
Alex Smith was a winner. He, he won games. So Pat Mahomes sat behind somebody who won football games, who knew the playbook, who Andy Reid trusted. He came right in and just took over. Then you're talking about Aaron Rodgers sitting behind one of the greatest. Philip Rivers won games. Has Philip Rivers not won games? He's won that division. Has Philip Rivers not he won the division? He was in the playoffs a year ago. We could, we, okay. He was literally in the playoffs a year ago. Was we, he not in the playoffs a year ago? We're going to agree to disagree on the, on, on the Philip Rivers thing. Right? As a matter of fact, the Colts are going to have their own episode. Because that's something that I, I, I can go on for days about the Colts. Because I, I, I don't... Oh, my God. I do not want to see him here. Can we do a episode while we're doing it? <laughs> I don't want to see him here. God, it sounds like I'm crying, but I don't want to see Philip Rivers in Indianapolis. Let let just let me move on. The Jets, I think the Jets need a receiver. Oh, they're getting a receiver. I think they're not walking out of this draft without a receiver. They're definitely. If there's one team below the top, you know that top national line that I don't think moving. I don't think the Jets are moving because I think the Jets want a receiver. Like they're they're walking out with somebody. They're like we don't know who, but some receiver is falling mm-hmm. to us. And we're walking out for the receiver. I got an interesting question here. Where do you think? Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin can fit in. Do you think he's a top 15 pick or do you think he's just going to be lower in first round, maybe even fall in second round? Because I'm looking at this board and I see a couple spots where I would like Jonathan Taylor at. Question. Is Jonathan Taylor going to say Corn Barkley? No. Okay. That's one. Is he as good coming out as Ezekiel Elliott was? No. Todd Gurley? No. He's not. A, he's not gonna be in the top ten. He's not in the top fifteen. Okay. Not, those guys are elite. Those are elite talent. What do the Cardinals need right now? Offensive line, defensive lineman, receiver, corner. You would take all of that over a hurt for the last. I don't know how long. Getting on my nerves. David Johnson. Yes. But they just they just tra- traded for Kenyon Drake and he played pretty well for them. And here's my thing about running back. If everybody who talks about football on a podcast says this a lot, running back don't really matter because you can play. You can plug a play in a guy. When you get a lead one, yes, you wanted a special one. But the difference between the difference between a really special running back that, and a below average running back is not that big of a gap. That like, stuff works when your offensive line is good, like that running back by committee stuff. If your if your offensive line is not, spe- but then why you get a special? Then why do that? Because think about it. Look how good Saquon Barkley is. Like we can all agree, Saquon Barkley. Is top three running back in the NFL. For sure. Look at that offensive line last year for the uh for the for the Giants last year played bagged by a lot of people's standards. Like it was supposed to come in pretty good. Hor- horrible year before and just not good last year. And he couldn't do nothing there. Like he's as special a running back as he as he could, and he couldn't do nothing last year. How much how much better of an offensive line but are the, the Giants line- and the Panthers? How much better? I think they're both bad. They're both bad. They're both bad. Right. Saquon got his numbers, and so does Christian McCaffrey. I think special running backs, bad offensive line, decent offensive line, great offensive lines, they're going to get their numbers. It's, 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 it's running backs that have great offense. Look at Derrick Henry. Offensive line is good. He's going to get his numbers. Ezekiel Elliott, good offensive line. Gets but then there's offensive lines that are just like, oh, man, if he could just have an offensive line, his numbers would be crazy. Saquon is still doing it. Christian McCaffrey is still Counter-argument doing it. Counter-argument that. We talked about Marlon Mack earlier. Like, how good Marlon Remember, Marlon Mack got injured last year, uh-huh. and the Colts were still running the ball consistently yeah. well. Because of the so offensive they, line. And they were able to plug in a guy. They were able to plug in 
play. Uh-huh. But as a player guy, like look at the Cowboys for a couple, for years before they had Z. They were able to they were playing running back by committee for the longest time. They were running back there with a bunch of different guys, and their running backs are good. The Redskins have a good offensive line for years, and they've been pretty much running playing running back with committee for a couple for the last couple of years. This is this this is kind of where I'm hitting at. The Cardinals, okay. The Cardinals sitting the NFC West. They sit in the NFC West. I, I, I'm going to counter your argument. Break, keep talking. Okay. They sit in the NFC West. The way I see the game of football going now, quarterback, defense alignment, receivers. Right. Offense alignment. Okay. It's really not a running back's league anymore. Unless a running back you can't, which I'm okay. you cannot. I think... If the Cardinals want to continue to be the same team that they have been, which is pretty much the worst team in the NFC West, then they go and just draft some offense alignment or defense alignment or something like that. I think they need names. I think they need weapons. I think the Cardinals, they just drafted their quarterback of the future last year. I think you need to start surrounding him with the talent that he needs. But Let, running back though, how 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 long is 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 Larry Fitzgerald going? Like they don't have the we- that they, they they need to start surrounding their quarterback with the weapons and that I they need. I agree with that, but I don't think a running back would answer. Because think about it, like as good as Dante Taylor is right now, like look out the free agency running back. Like you can go get a Melvin Gordon. Like yeah, Melvin Gordon probably wants he might be cheaper than what you that he might expect. But you can get a Melvin. You can go get a Melvin Gordon to come there. You can go get you. So you rather pay. Melvin Gordon and get a cheap Jonathan Taylor. Or you can get somebody in the second round. Like there's other running backs that's gonna be in this uh that's gonna be in this draft that you can get later in the draft. Like you can get free you can get running backs or such a dime a dozen. Like Kareem Hunt for the when he was good for the uh Chiefs, fourth round pick. Right. Uh what a shoot balling back for the coast. Fourth like late first late fourth round pick. But how does that how 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 do guys like that that fall into the draft and then end up breaking out into the NFL because they didn't get drafted. Their offensive lines were pretty good. Or they, fit, they fit a scheme. Like, you get guys, like, you get a guy to draft for your scheme. Because a lot of teams, you can go inside zone. Maybe you want a guy who's just a power guy who just headed up and just run up the A gap or the B gap. Like, so, so you think the Cardinals should just wait on running back? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, wait to maybe find some later in the draft or pick up somebody in the free agency. Knowing that they're in the NFC West with the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Just keep waiting. So, you're telling me with. Kyler Murray and J- Jordan and uh, Jonathan, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, they're now going to be what? No. So why, why, that's a waste of a pick to me. Like, you're not just building for this year. You're also building for a future. And I think if they get them an offensive lineman and they start building that line and then this receiver class is so deep, you start building like that. I totally think that they, in a couple of years they can finally make that leap to lead that up. Do what the 49ers did. Like, think what the 49ers did before. Even before they draft, they went to go trade for uh, – Jimmy Garoppolo, like they started building that offensive lineman. They started building that, they built that defensive line. And they started drafting offensive linemen. And then they started plugging and playing the uh, skill position players outside of that. And then look at them. They went from, you know, worst to first. The Rams did the same thing, the same thing in that division. They draft, they started building offensive line. And then they got the skill position players. Like I think building your, building your lines. And then you start filling in. Like running back is such a, like, weird position. And the other thing is, with Jonathan Taylor, like you go, you want to, you watch, he gonna get paid if you draft a guy 
that high with the rookie scale, that's what, $7 million? You're paying $7 million for a running back. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you're probably going to get a free agent, like, that's $7 million. Like, or you can go get one later in the draft, cheaper, with probably less tra- tread on his tires than Jonathan Taylor is for like half a million or maybe a million dollars. That's $7 million left. That's a, a million dollars you can go add to a different position that you need. Like, Drafting a running back that high is kind of ridiculous. Like, I can see if you were later in the first round. Like, let's say, let me think of a team, the Eagles. Like, let's say the Eagles thought they needed a running back. Like, Eagles later in that draft, like, okay, that would make a lot of sense. But drafting a running back super high, especially a guy who's not elite, who's not special. He's not? I don't think he's, I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's, like, I don't think the gap between him and DeAndre Swift is that big of a gap. Like, I think DeAndre Swift is a good running back. Yeah. Like, Swift's good. J.K. Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins is good. Like, these are other good running backs. Like, I don't think the gap between... Like, the gap between Shaquan and the second-best running back in his class, like, there was a gap. Yeah. Ty Gurley in the second-best running back in his class, yeah. Melvin Gordon at that case, there's a gap. So you just, Ezekiel Elliott in the second-best running back in his class, there's a gap. So, you just saying with 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 this pick, you don't think it's worth taking Jonathan Taylor, you saying? No, okay. I don't. That's cool. Looking at... Let's just... Let's just let's just go to it. The Browns. Cleveland Browns. They got the 10th pick this year. The Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield. And, you know, they were supposed to make the Super Bowl. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That team. Helmetgate, yeah, that team. Cleetgate, Watchgate, that team. Like that the Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield, with Odell Beckham Jr. with Juice. Jeez. What do they do? Do you go defense? Do you go offensive line? I think they just draft best player available. I don't think they're that far. I think a second with a more established coach this year, with a, a, a going into a second year, even though he got a new offensive coordinator, I think going into this year, I think they can rally around each other a little bit more. I don't think they're that far away from the playoffs. They're probably as talented as any team in the NFL. I think they're going with the right mindset in the right in the right philosophy, I think they can make a run, at least make a make the wild card. I don't think they're winning that division. No, I mean the Ravens have got their division wrapped up, but I think they can, you know, surpass the Steelers this year for, for sure. I I think the Browns. I think the Browns. If they don't do offensive line, they need a defensive specialist. And I say that because they've got the outside weapons and you know, they've got the running game. Baker Mayfield, I. I, I I don't even know what to think of Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's going to come in in shape this year. I don't know if he's going to be focused this year. I don't know if he's going to have excuses this year. Who knows? But I think they need to go offensive line or a defensive specialist. I don't think there's too many. But what do you mean by – I think they get – because their corners are good. Uh, Denzel Ward is good. Mm-hmm. They got a good def- – they got a they got a good defensive end in uh, Miles Garrett. Maybe you want to get a second one, but I don't think you drive – like if a sec- if a guy's that good falls in your lap, maybe you'll take that. Well, because you don't you don't go running back, you don't go receiver. They got uh, um, got a tight end. I mean, what? That's I think what they I'm do saying. go offensive line, so I can definitely see them dropping all for a sure. Line. I don't I don't think the Broncos even have anything in their mind on what they even want to do. I think they're a team that's they have a they have some holes, but they're also a team that's you know I think they lost a little control of the future. Which is weird to say that, considering they got a bunch of guys who are like in their prime or like 
slowly exiting out of their proms and Von Miller, Chris Harris, guys like that. So we'll see. I'll definitely want. I'm definitely interested in what the Broncos are doing, especially from a draft standpoint, because I do think that that they got that uh, Drew Lock has a lot of potential and his development should be their main focus going into this year. Okay. Uh, let's go. Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady and the NFL free agency. This is going crazy already. And ain't nobody even went nowhere yet. And it's already getting crazy. We got a lot of names on this board, man, that are free agents. We got a lot of names on this board that got one year, two years left on the deal who teams could shop, teams could get rid of, let go. Anything could happen this year in NFL free agency. We've got our Brady pie. On where we think Tom Brady is going to end up this year. And we also listed five qualities that Tom Brady is looking for in his next NFL franchise, whether he stays with the Pats or goes somewhere else. And I'm going to give you my top five qualities. I'm going to let you give your five qualities on what you think Brady's looking for. So what do you think Brady's looking for for his next team this season? First of all, it's money. I think Tom Brady's going to look at it like, look, I'm tired of being a, a lower-paid quarterback. I want that Aaron Rodgers money. I want that Matt. I want that Matty Ice money. Second, I do think he's going to look at offense because he's going to look at the O-line and the receivers. He wants to go somewhere. If your O-line's not amazing like the Colts or teams like that, he's going to be like, okay, you got weapons. You got guys who can get open. Because he's, he spent a lot of time last year looking like these are the guys I'm playing with, like guys who can't get no separation. I also think he's going to be looking at the division. I think he's going to look like, okay, how clear is his path to the playoffs? Yeah, he, that's big. You know, who they playing. Is their schedule going to be pretty soft? That's why I think there's a certain – I think there, I think certain teams are going to get knocked off the list because of that. Yeah. I also think low case. I do think low case is, you know, he's up in age now. He knows he doesn't got too many years left in his career. He got a wife that used to be a model. Maybe he wants to transition away, from, you know, in Hollywood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So – I think those are the things that he's especially effective. And then you can obviously, you can throw in coach because maybe he wants an a, a offensive, you know, maybe he's like, hey, you want to go somewhere that got a great offensive coordinator there and they can build a relationship. Maybe train a facility, you know. Maybe somebody who likes TB12. For me, my top five qualities for Brady, in no specific order, I got the offensive line because that's just, that's, that's, that's got to be, in there, if, if if you don't have an offensive line, what are you even doing? What why even come out there and try to play without an offensive line? The weapons. This team has got to have somebody we hand the ball off to. He can he can dink and dunk to. He can throw it to the outside. It's got to have weapons to throw the ball to. I think marketability and brand is also another big thing for Tom Brady, being at the age that he's at. The TB12 brand, uh, you know, looking, you know, toward the future um, for, for the rest of his career, I think marketability and brand is definitely big. I'm going to say coaching because Tom Brady at this stage of his career, how many coaches can tell Tom Brady what the heck to do? How, how many coaches is Tom Brady going to actually sit there and listen to and take heat from? How many coaches can go over to Tom Brady and, and, and basically yell at him or, or get in his face if he makes a mistake? I think coaching is big for Brady. And I think the division is also, 
you know, division and, and location is a big deal. I, I don't think Tom Brady is going to want to go to, like, some NFC North team where it's going to be tough to – even though he's played outside and played in the cold for a while, but, you know, that's our real tough division. You know, you're looking at, 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 a, at, a, at a division like the – the AFC West with Pat Mahomes, you got to see him twice a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just certain divisions where it's like, uh, do you, I really want to go there? But who knows? Tom Brady is a, he, he's a true wild card. Uh, who knows what he's going to do? But I got my pie going this way. Out of 100% pie, Tom Brady. 40%, I got the Titans at 40%. Tennessee Titans at 40%. They check off coaching with Vrabel. They check off offensive line. They got one of the best running backs in the league, clearly. But he's a free agent. Which they're going to be sick in the brain if they don't re-sign him. Um, the marketability in the brand, though, is going to be kind of tough to do that in Tennessee. But it's Tom Brady. He could, he could, He could probably pull it off. Um, and he's in a in a division that's just always uh, who knows going to win the damn division. The the Colts, the, the Jags, who knows going to win the damn division? I think the Titans are at forty percent. I got the Patriots at thirty percent. You're almost guaranteed to win your division every single year. Got the coach. Offensive line was hurt last year. They come back this year. You know they'll be right back to where it was. Where they fall off at is weapons. Uh, marketability, he's doing his thing, TB12 down there already anyway. So I got the, the patch at 30%. I got the Chargers, though. I got the Chargers, though. I got the Chargers. I got the Chargers for really just for a couple of reasons. For one, I got the weapons, clearly. They got the weapons and they got the location. The Chargers, though, playing at AFC West. So, really, you're only worried about the Chiefs, really? So, you know, does Tom Brady want to see the Chiefs? I, I mean, that's that's up for, you know, discussion. So, I got the Chargers right underneath the, the Pats. Um, my last two teams are the Raiders and the Cowboys. Got the Chargers at 10, Raiders at 10. And then I got the Cowboys at 10. All three of those teams, 10%. Cowboys have pretty much everything you could possibly dream for. They got, well, I guess, of course, I got the weapons. I got the offensive line. Marketability and brand is going to be great. Um, and the division they play in, the, the Cowboys are right there every year. Um, and the Raiders are just, there. that's the toss-up if he just wants to go there. New building, new everything, new coach, just a whole new beginning. That'd be huge for us, brand. I got the Raiders there. What you got? All right. So how I got mine's breakdown is forty-five percent, basically fifty percent to me. But I just I gave it a little bit off the Pats. I think he's comfortable there. He knows the system. He knows the situation. And I do believe that they're going to eventually get him some weapons there. My second one at twenty-five percent is the Chargers. For the same reasons Al spoke of, they got the weapons. They're in a conference. They're in a pretty weak division, even though they got the, the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs, they're going to lose a couple players because they're going to start to have to pay people soon. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to look at that. 
Plus, it's the West Coast. That's also why. The, the Raiders, pretty much the same thing. I think they, they got a lot of cap space. I think they're going to throw, they're going to be like, look, we're going to throw a lot of money in a lot of different places. They're going to be like, look, we're going to throw money at receivers. They're picking high enough in the draft where they can draft a guy to come in there yeah. for Brady to be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. They got a decent enough offensive line. They got a running game. Yeah. And plus, it's Vegas. So, I'm pretty sure he'll love Vegas. Now, this and, is where it gets interesting. I, I let, let me hear why you got these dudes on the board. Even though I like them. But I, 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 I haven't heard this team in, in, in talk. So, I, I, let me hear why you got these boys on here. And 12% is the Bears. Reason one. They got the best deep. Like, of every team we named, they got the best defense. Like, okay. They got the best championship pedigree. They have the defense to get you there. Like, okay. Their defense was good enough a year ago, a year ago before last season, to get you in the playoffs. What else do they have? They got receivers, actually. Like, they got decent enough. They got Tariq Cohen. They got uh, David Montgomery. They got Allen Robinson. They got, I forgot the other receiver name that plays from these. Like, my mind. And they also got a good coach. Like, they, Matt, uh, uh, Matt Nagy is a good offensive coordinator. Like, he was an offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He was, he's under the Andy Reid tree. And I'm pretty sure from passing, he's looking like, man, they do a lot of great, they do a lot of good, interesting things with that. With that lot, with that team, and they got some cap space, so I'm pretty sure they can bring in some other receivers to come in, you know, to help them out. And the offensive line is is not great, but it's okay. The reason why I didn't understand how you had them at the bottom, but the Pats at 45, is because to me they're the same thing. The Bears just have a better defense, a, a slightly better defense than the than the than the. And as a matter of fact, the Patriots defense is ranked higher this year. Is I'm I'm the Bears and the Patriots are almost the same to me. They don't have crazy weapons and they're basically built on the defense and the structure of that team is the coaching and defense. So the Bears and the Pats kind of feel the same to me. The difference is the the Bears got better weapons. Like we can in the Bears division is tougher. Yeah, but they divisions also the division with the most is more volatile. It's super volatile. Like what if Aaron Rodgers gets injured? We don't know how Detroit's gonna look this year. Detroit could be they could be really, really good this year, or they could be cupcakes again like they were last year. And you got Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, who, you know, narrows be damned. You know, he, people say he don't show up for, you know, road games and primetime games. So, mm-hmm. he's in the – like, that division is winnable, obviously. Like, it's been winnable for – the Bears won it the year before that. Green Bay just won it this year. Like, it's a very winnable division. So, that's why I had them on the list. Real quick before we get out of here, man. There is still – a lot of wild cards out there that we didn't get to get to in this episode, but we'll we'll mention them and we'll talk about them um, here coming up soon. But there is one big name that we cannot and will not dismiss. Is he a big name? He's a big name because I think wherever he goes, he's a game changer. Wow. Antonio Brown. Is he done? Does a team give him a chance? Does he go to a contender? Does he go somewhere where somebody just wants to, him to come so they can fill up seats? What what happens with a guy who was on his way to being one of the greatest that we've ever seen? Numbers climbing and, 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 and super comparable to Jerry. I mean, the dude was on pace to be ridiculous 
and he's not playing football. It's not it's not like a Des Bryant thing where the dude was good and you know got hurt, got hurt, fell off, you know, free agency, whatever. No, you talking about somebody who can walk into your locker room, walk on the field right now, and give you nine catches and two touchdowns. Like you talking about somebody like that. That's why I think Antonio Brown's a big deal. Did you think Antonio when you heard Antonio Brown's with the Patriots immediately, what did you think? That he they were going to Super Bowl. Okay. Like and, and Antonio Brown wherever, unless it's just some some team where you're like, uh, nah. Antonio Brown pretty much anywhere in the league is a shakeup. You don't think so? I believe so, but I don't think he's playing next year. Like I don't some team will take a chance on him, but it's it's gonna be a it's gotta be a desperate team. Like your team gotta be really, really desperate. And somebody gotta be there that'll like him. But that's the thing. Like, what team do you think is desperate enough to be like, you know what? Let's bring Antonio Brown and all his volatility, all of that into our locker room. Like, you don't want to bring him around on your quarterback. If you're the Bengals, do you want to bring him in? If you're the Jets, do you want to bring him in? Like, who do you... Like, what team do you... You really don't. Like, what team do you really... that In that locker room, do you want to bring him in? Do you bring him in Miami? Like, what team wants all that... Wants all that attention? Because he's going to want... He's going to bring a lot of negative press with it. I don't know. I mean, Maybe the Cowboys, if they struck, if you know, they let. The Cowboys are crazy enough to do anything. You think the Cowboys, you know what I'm saying? Just some quick hitters, real quick. You think the Cowboys resigned Dak? You think they franchise? What do you think? I think they franchise Dak. I think they work on a long term deal with Omar, and I think they let Byron Jones walk. Wow. I would probably. I would probably do that. I probably wouldn't have In hindsight, maybe they shouldn't have gave Zeke that contract, but you okay. know. Zeke pulled to Zeke, and, you know, now they have their hands tied behind their back. But So, Cowboys franchise that. I think they franchise that. I think they franchise him just for a simple fact. I don't think they want to see another – they want to see what he looks like another year. Like, give him a long-term deal, maybe. But at this point, franchise him this year. Work with work with uh, Omari to get a contract with Omari. Maybe next year. You see what he looks like. If he's that good, maybe you can see if you can restructure Zeke's contract or you find a shooter for Zeke or something like that. Because they eventually got to start. Because eventually they're going to get so tied up with all these contracts. Because they're all linemen are getting older. Yeah. Travis Frederick is getting older. Uh, Tyrone. What the heck is his last name? He's getting older. They A lot of the old linemen are getting older. Zach Martin. So they need to definitely need to start thinking about the future. And I do think they go franchise. Dak, and, you know, at least push the tire down the down the the uh, hall a little bit longer. All right, so you you think Brady gonna stay with the Pats for the most part? Pretty much. I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it that way. They, these dudes, they ain't talked yet. They haven't, but I think they just go. They go when they sit down. Brady's go realize the grass ain't always greener. I think it's some teams out there that Brady could do. Some good things for him and actually go further than just the first round losing to Tennessee. I, I, I can see him going to Tennessee, but a lot to digest, a lot, a lot more that we didn't even get to today, actually. Uh, but um, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for y'all support, man. Keep tuning in every week. Uh, we're gonna keep continuing to to get better, um, pushing forward. Searching for all the good topics that we could talk about every week. We're going to bring you out the heat. We're going to get you out the real. 
our opinions, our facts, our feelings, everything. Real Sports Talk, man, with Al and Dre. We signing off. Peace out. Peace.